Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. Welcome back to the Expert Ownership Podcast. This is David. I'm here with my evil twin brother, Jason, and we're pumped today to talk about how to become a SIA-preneur. Now, by SIA, we're talking about SIA. You've transcended the system. In other words, you are completely financially free. You're you're, uh, financially independent. Your passive income exceeds your active income, and you have now exceeded or elevated yourself above the gravitational pull of the grind of what Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, would call the rat race. And so that's what Jason and I are talking about today. We want to, because we've, we've had the amazing privilege of traveling the country and speaking with entrepreneurs and CEOs and business owners across the country. And 99% of them in our experience, as a matter of fact, I can, I can say 100% of them in our experience have said, I want to be able to purchase some real estate. I want to buy some real estate. I want to invest. I want to be able to have enough passive income that exceeds my active income. And that's that's really a goal and a desire for all of us. I mean, we would love to be able to do that. And we live in this free country and we're so thankful for the freedom that we have and the free market that we have. Let's take advantage of it now while we still have it. So, so what David and I wanted to do is we wanted to talk about how by God's grace, we followed the principles of the scripture. And we're going to give you our key verses um, today on what we did to achieve financial freedom by the age of 33. So we started our businesses at, at our first business at 27. That was, we were wannapreneurs at the beginning. Wannapreneurs, man. We wanted to start a business, but then we moved into solopreneurs where it was just us, right? We had ourselves a job uh, and it was our own business, of course, but it was like a job because we were doing all the stuff. But then we created a system, hired people. Those people ran the system that made us entrepreneurs. And uh, once we got into entrepreneur status, we scaled that business by God's grace and we then made the moves that we needed to make to move our active income into passive income so that the passive income would exceed our living expenses. And that's what then moved us into Seapreneur, where we could say see you to business altogether if we wanted to. You know, a lot of business owners um, will follow the example of uh, Business Made Simple by Donald Miller, which I love, Story Brand. It's awesome. And he gives the example of an airplane, you know, and you get up into the jet stream. And they talk about the wings and the cockpit and the fuel and all these other things. Well, Jason and I want to give a vision of seapreneur status is not an airplane or a jet, but it's a rocket ship. Now, when a rocket actually gets up into space, now the gravitational pull is gone and you're into orbit. You no longer need fuel. And that's what we're talking about for you and for your family. And that's why we want to talk to you about the scripture that greatly helped us almost 20 years ago when we jumped into business and then went from wannapreneur to solopreneur to entrepreneur, eventually to see you preneur. So here is, 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 here is, here, here is it, here is it. <laughs> Proverbs 27, 23 to 27, know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. Now we'll stop there because in ancient times, the flocks and herds represents active business income. It's shepherding income. That's actually business. You're trading time for money tending sheep. That's what David did. He was faithfully tending his father's sheep. And you 
turn that time into income. And when you earn that income and you spend that income, the income actually goes down. Now, let me just pause for a second because I missed one very important analogy and I'm going to share it with you now because as Jason and I travel the stage and we speak at Life Surge, by the way, go to lifesurge.com and you can see some of the events that we're speaking at. Life Surge. E. Exactly. And so we, we talk about if money is water, I'm going to give you an example of money, then we're going to jump back into the scripture. If money is water, then riches would be a bucket of water. Wealth would be a river of water. If I take a cup and dip it into a bucket, what happens to the water level? Goes down. See, you're smart. Yep. If I take a cup and dip it into a river, what happens to the water level? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. So the bucket represents, that's your riches. That's your active business income. You're trading time for money. And so when you earn that money and spend it, it goes down. But now the river represents your wealth. That's your passive investment income trading money for money. And when you spend that, it replenishes itself. So you ask yourself, what do I want? A bucket or a river? Well, most people would say, I want a river. Well, we all start with a bucket, though. That's just how it works. And in business, if you're an owner or an entrepreneur, um, the the most important thing for you to do is you got to see your business as a bucket but the bucket is to be aggressively invested to become a river or it starts as a little trickle and a stream and then a brook and then a Creek and then a river or whatever, however you want to do that. And so Jason and I, when we looked into Proverbs chapter 27 with that understanding of money, I remember when I first read that analogy somewhere, I do not remember where I read that money is water. It was riches, um, buckets. I think it wealth was is a river. Uh, Robert Frazier, uh, Marketplace Christianity. Okay. Read that years and years ago. And then when I jumped into Proverbs 27 through my daily Bible reading, I was, I saw this passage of scripture and I was like, that's it. That's it. And so it says, know well that Proverbs 27, this is verse 23 now, know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. That's, that's bucket income. That's your riches. That's the money you earn one time trading time for money. The next verse for riches do not last forever. And does a crown endure to all generations? In other words, the money that you earn off of the shepherd income, trading time for money, that's your bucket. It doesn't last. It goes down when you spend it. And it says, does a crown endure to all generations? The crown represents authority in the Old Testament. It represents your position of influence. So you may be a teacher, a coach. You may be the chairman of the board. You might be a director, a manager, whatever. But it's not going to last forever. The next verse in verse 25 says, When the grass is gone and new growth appears and the vegetation of the mountains is gathered. In other words, that's one full revenue cycle. That's an annual cycle. When it's all said and done, all the money that you've earned off of your time that goes into the bucket, check out what you're supposed to do. Verse 26, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats with the price of a field. Now, I want you to hold on to that for just a second because it says, so what he did right there is he took his bucket income and he broke it into two components. The lambs will provide your clothing. In other words, a portion of your bucket income, a portion of your active business income will provide for your family. And that's a good thing. But look at what happens to the remainder portion. The goats will give you the price of a field. Think about what that means in the Old Testament times. You're a shepherd trading time for money with all those sheep. Or you're the landowner, you own the field, and you're receiving lease payments for grazing rights from that shepherd. Which one would you rather be? Isn't that crazy? So I knew, Jason and I knew early on, okay, I am going to start this business and run this business. And we want to grow it 
so that we can aggressively invest a portion of it. So we want to live on a portion of it, but the rest of it, we want to invest in owning the field. In other words, I want to invest in commercial. I want to, we invested in our office building. I bought it. Then we got 30 renters right there in our executive suites at our office building. Jason and I then went out and started buying some single family uh, residential homes and we built a portfolio of those. Then we jumped into some small multifamily and then we leveled up and jumped into larger mobile homes. I mean, it was just, it just went boom, 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 boom. And the next thing you know, that passive income was actually greater than our active income. And that's literally what Proverbs 27 is talking about. Like he's saying, know well the condition of your flocks and herds. Give, give attention to your business. Pay attention to your business. This is why we love Eric Beck at Founders Fire. Like when you really want to focus on your business, you can jump in and systematize that bad boy so that every component of your business is running on a system and you've got really good culture built into that system so that it can create value in the marketplace. And what's going to follow, follow value in the marketplace? Whenever we do that in a free country, Profit follows value. That's an awesome thing. But then what do you do with your profit? Well, the first thing you do is you provide for your family. Of course, you're going to tithe. I'm, that's already, you know, that's pre, I'm presupposing you're tithing. But you're providing for your family. But then you don't spend it all. And that's just what a lot of entrepreneurs do. It. And I know the feeling. We felt that ourselves. By God's grace, we had the check of this scripture. Literally, this very passage of scripture is what kept Jason and I from spending everything we had as we started making a ton of money. And as our business was growing, as we were systemizing, as we were developing operational excellence, as our referral network started to grow even bigger, and and if you bring excellence into the marketplace in a free market like we have in this country, which is awesome, your business begins to grow. But then what are you going to do with the money? Well, I'm just going to buy another boat. I'm going to take another massive vacation. I'm going to buy another big fat vacation house, whatever it may be. And none of those things are inherently wrong, but you want to buy those out of your passive income, not your active income, because your active income is meant to provide a portion of it provides for your family. But as the Bible says right here in chapter 27 of Proverbs in verse 26, the lambs, a portion of your business will provide your clothing. In other words, to provide for your family, but the goats will give you the price of a field. In other words, you can own the field, own the real estate that the business sits on own the real estate that people are living in. That is the safest, best investment that you can get into. And this is not a sales pitch. This I got nothing to sell you. I just want to tell you, this is what we can do. I've got something good for you. And it's funny, while David was sitting here uh, explaining Proverbs 27 to you guys, I was creating a coupon code for you guys um, to get our real estate course for 50% off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I did not know you were doing that. You no, idiot. I wanted to do that because listen, David and I created uh, something we call expert ownership, 10 path, 10 step path to passive process. Okay. That's a lot of P's, but it's what it is. It's a path to passive. Um, and so let me go through these steps real quick because we created a 40, 40 video course specific for real estate investing. And I'm just telling you, real estate's what David and I chose to uh, get ourselves to see a preneur. There are other ways, but that's, that's the the sef- safest and the best way. Um, uh, here, let me give go through these steps real quick. Step number one: find your investment type. Okay, you got to figure out you're gonna you're gonna flip, you're gonna fix, uh, you're gonna. Um, Is it gonna be commercial? You're gonna buy and hold. Commercial, right. yeah. You're gonna get into a syndication. You want to be completely passive. You can jump into our fund that Jason and I are in with Integrity Holdings Group. Steve Lipman yeah. and Travis Cotter. It's amazing. They do investing with purpose. So 
we're getting nice returns on syndicated uh, properties that are held inside of a real estate fund. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So you got to find your investment type. Second, you got to figure out your strategy. What's your strategy going to be? You know, like the, the Burr strategy is something buy, rehab, refinance, rent, refinance, rent, rent refinance, repeat. repeat. <laughs> so you got to figure out your strategy. Are you, you doing long-term play? You're doing short-term? You're going to fix, flip, and all of those things. So uh, what is the strategy you're going to use? Number three, factor your finances. That's always going to be the most important. And, and Where are you getting money from? Yeah, and you can, how, you can how invest you without find, money. Yeah, how do you want to finance it? What do you want to do? Do you want to pay cash? Do you want to use your cash and spread it out over five properties? You want to go conventional? You want to use private equity? I mean, there's a whole bunch of ways to skin that cat. Yeah, and um, and so you you want to factor in your finance. And there's ways to do, do it without any money, especially with Airbnb arbitrage and those types of things. Well, most business owners don't have to do that, so that's nice. Oh, yeah. That but it's true. still a great option. Okay, so then, so then we've got you want to forge your plan. That's where you're actually writing out your plan, where you have to figure out what what is it that you're going to do. You're gonna you're gonna forge the plan ahead. And David and I, we show you guys exactly the plan that we used step by step in that course that we got. Number five, form your team. You can go faster alone, but only further together. Plus, you want to stay in your lane of Z, uh, lane your zone of genius. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got. You know, your mortgage professional, you got your insurance guy, you got your contractors, you got your real estate brokers, all of those things. You want to form your team. Six, this is this is where it gets really fun. Okay. After you've done steps one through five, you finally get to step six. Step six is where you find your property. Hmm. And we show you sourcing techniques, how you're going to go in and you're actually going to source a property and you're going to find that property. That's the most important thing. Okay. Then you're going to focus on the deal. Once you find your property and you're like, I like this, looks like the price is right. Now we're going to focus in on the deal. This is where we teach you how to analyze the deals. And this is one of the things where we've got about 12 components to this because this is super, super important when you're analyzing a deal. I mean, you could really make some significant mistakes, but we we talk about the mistakes we've made and the home runs we've hit and the ways that Jason and I analyze deals. And it doesn't matter what state you're in. You can you know, apply these principles to, to analyzing a deal across we, we all We teach states. you uh, how to figure out your return on investment, what the cap rates are, cash on cash return, after repaired value, all those things. Okay, then, then number eight, you got to fund the deal. That's where you're actually going to choose the specific financing for the deal. David and I have done deals where we've had 50% equity partners. We've done deals where it's been, you know, the, the bank is our partner. We've done deals where we've just done cash. We've done deals where we pulled it off a HELOC. Owner lots of different ways to do it. Owner financing, yeah. Okay, and then step number nine. Uh, this is where you fix it up. Because okay, so after you fund your deal, you got to fix it up. We give you the rules of thumb there. We talk about a um, a makeover. No, yeah, yeah, what no. It's it? li- it's lipstick, a uh, facial, or a makeover. Lipstick, yeah, your facial, facial, or basically plastic surgery. So it's like lipstick is about fifteen to twenty five bucks a foot. A facial is about uh, twenty five to forty bucks a foot, and anything above that, when you're talking about significant structure. or even some of your major mechanicals, that's going to get into uh, like <laughs> full on. Yeah, well, or, or maybe like a plastic surgery, you know? Yeah. So, so anyway, it's just the way that we uh, fixed up our deals. And whenever Jason and I had our HGTV show, they called these our flip tri- flip tips. And so um, these were baked into every episode, but of course you never got to see that show. Cause Jason's terrible <laughs> on TV. He looked a little chubby on TV. So we yeah. got canned. And but then anyway. let me let me move on to step 10. Step 10 is, is where you fortify your business. That's where we start talking about legal structure. Of course, we're not attorneys. We don't give legal advice, but we show you how 
we set ourselves up, you know, where we do a certain number of properties per LLC. You got to get your insurance, your property management in place. So that's our steps right there. Find your investment type, figure out your strategy, factor your finances, forge your plan, form your team, find your property, focus on the deal, fund your deal, fix it up and fortify your business. That's a lot of F words. That's a lot of F words. Uh-oh. But now here's, here's what we did. Um, and I actually did this while David was talking. Go to expertownership.com forward slash real estate. Okay. When you do that, you're going to come up to our uh, a page with our um, real estate course. It's going to tell you all about it. And then you're going to click join now or whatever. I don't even know what, what I've got for my call to action there. Get in the game now. That's exactly right. Uh, it's $4,000 that we marked down to nine ninety seven. that you now can get 50% off of that if you type in active to passive in the coupon code. Does it have to be in all caps? All caps, one word. Active to passive. Okay, spell that. Because what if someone can't spell it? A-C-T-I-V-E-T-O-P-A-S-S-I-V-E. That's great. I love it. Active to passive. No, but here's the the key. We really want to become CEOpreneurs because we don't want to just remain as entrepreneurs. Yep. CEOpreneurs means you've transcended the system. Now, here's the cool thing. You then, because you're financially free, you're in orbit, no more gravity anymore. You can start and run as many businesses as you want, but it's your choice. It's not because you have to, it's because you want to. That's where we are right now. And one of the most important things that you need to do inside of you know building out this strategy and as you're looking at real estate, build your three budgets. You, many of you have heard us talk about your three budgets before, your livable budget, your comfortable budget, and your incredible budget. Your livable budget is what you need. Your comfortable budget is what you want, and your incredible budget is what you love. And you need to quantify that because if you can cover your livable budget with your with your uh, passive investments, so in other words, that's the number. You want to peg a number that you want to cover with your passive investment uh, income. And so what that does is that keeps you pushing forward. If you don't have a number, you don't have a goal, then you can very easily quit or you'll very easily lose sight of the ultimate goal to become a CEOpreneur and you start spending what you have. You don't want to do that. You, you want, and eventually as you just keep recirculating the passive income, so you're still living, you're still running your business or you're still working in the marketplace and you're living on a portion of it and you're using the rest of it to buy passive income investment vehicles. Even if you have to flip a few to generate some cash to start getting into the game, um, you want that passive income you're, you're saving it still. It's like Dave Ramsey talks about the debt snowball and you're just, you pay off one credit card and then you reallocate the payment for that credit card now to the other credit cards. And then you reallocate those two payments to the other credit card. And you finally, it creates a snowball and you get out of debt. Well, we're doing the reverse snowball. Uh, we're, you're just reallocating all this passive income and now you're saving it, saving it, saving it, using it to buy more, using it to buy more, using it to buy more all while you're working. And so if you're in your 20s or in your 30s, you crush this. There is no 65-year-old retirement. You're retiring at 50. Jason and I, it was 33 for us. We started at 26 or 27. And in six years, we were able to do this. But it doesn't. there were two of us. We were busting our butts. And we actually lived together for a while with our two pregnant wives and three small kids and diapers, which we, hey, we just did whatever we had to do because we knew we had this goal in mind. So just make the sacrifices. I'm not saying you got to move in with your evil brother to make this happen, but that's what we chose to do. So this is the way that you become a CEOpreneur. So if you're in business right now and you're like, man, 
I love my business. I love doing it. That's awesome. Stay in it. Keep doing it. But start aggressively investing into what Jason and I love, real estate. You can get in the stock market. You can do anything like that. I don't know the stock market as well, but real estate is what we did. We jumped in and we absolutely loved it. So that's it. Go to expertownership.com forward slash real estate. And then you want to put in a coupon code active to passive. Trust me. You guys are going to love this. Now, I've got another one other action call. It's not really an action call, but it's just I want to sh- send a shout out to Christian Healthcare Ministries because oh, they yeah. sponsor our podcast. They're amazing. And I always, I, I generally say this to people. If you're in business and you're looking for an insurance option, Christian Healthcare Ministries is phenomenal. We've been with them for 20 years. They've taken yeah. such good care of us and thousands. When I say thousands, thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands of people uh, in this country are utilizing Christian Healthcare Ministries, and it's a it's a fantastic way to cover your health needs. Jason and I have been partners with these guys for quite some time. ExpertOwnership.com slash CHM. ExpertOwnership.com slash CHM. These guys are awesome. And so you can say, hey, look, you're like, I really, I, I want to get out of uh, corporate America because I don't want to have to wave a gay flag at my cubicle. It's like, okay, that's great. That doesn't mean you hate gay people. That means you live by conscience, which I love the fact that the Supreme Court just ruled in favor of 303 Creative. Anyway, if you're wondering what that's all about, go to our podcast on Living Among Lions, and you'll hear Jason and I talk all about that. But you have free speech in this country. But you know what? The marketplace is now a battlefield, and so you need to create some investments. And if you're in corporate America and you don't want to have to be forced against your conscience, then start investing in real estate. And if you're going to do that and you're concerned about the benefits that you're going to lose, look to Christian Healthcare Ministries. They have been fantastic for us and they're fantastic for thousands of others. So there you have it. Now go out and become a CEOpreneur. Jason and I, at the end of every podcast, we do own it or loan it. So I'm going to say own it or loan it, Jason. Uh, jewelry for men. Ooh, um, minimal, but you can do it. Just minim- uh, minimal. I stumped you. So minimal. own it or loan it. Yeah, you. I, I would own that because, I mean, I wear a necklace with a cross on it, but it's minimal. It's not bling. Uh, Just don't go you're not exce- Like men should not be accessorizing themselves. Well, I mean, if you got a nice watch. No, no, no. Why? That don't count. That's I don't know great. why. I'm creating my own rules. Yeah. A nice watch does not count. Yeah. That's an investment now with inflation. If you have a nice watch, inflation actually, you know, creates your watch yeah. actually raises in value. Yeah. And it can be a timepiece. So a, I'm, uh, I'm owning. It can be handed off to your kids. Jewelry for men, just not bling. That's it. <sighs> okay. I don't know what I think about that, but it just came because Jason's sitting here literally with his shirt off and he's got his necklace on. And I'm like, dude, what is this? Why? I, I, listen, I started, I just got done with a most amazing workout and I'm still sweating. So I took my shirt oh, off. Oh, that is sick. <laughs> You're uh, sick. Okay, listen, guys, we love you. We're so thankful. Always reach out to us if you need us. We're at BenhamBrothers.com. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. I mean, we have our secretary that jumps on there because, I mean, Jason and I, we do not live our lives through social media. So I haven't if, checked if social you, media in if, three weeks. <laughs> if you reach out to us on social media, you're like, these guys never respond. Well, you know, we don't, I don't live through social media. We're going to be 48 this year. And I have realized that there, the 24-hour news cycle and social media will drown out every drop of your margin that you have. Mankind was not created to constantly be on at all times. So anyway, I say all that to say, you can still reach out to us and our secretary will make sure that you get it, that uh, uh, our DMs and all that stuff get to us. And, and we do respond to a lot of people. So 
all right, well, I should I, I should say you should maybe rate and review and subscribe and all that nonsense to this thing, but I don't like oh, begging for stuff. Whatever, <laughs> just do whatever you want. Go be a seapreneur. And when you become a seapreneur, even in the in route to becoming a seapreneur, stand for truth. Stay yeah. in the word. Lead your family because Jesus Christ is king. All right, peace. See ya. I've been